I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Welcome. Oh, hi. Come see us live, you guys. Um, Tonight, Friday, February 17th. I've been saying 18th this whole damn time. Oh, yeah. I, I texted you. Because I keep you. forgetting to change it. <laughs> Friday, February 17th. Which Wait, is that tonight? No. Oh, no. Recording uh, this is in a week. Yeah. We're recording this in advance and I don't have any concept of time. I was, gonna say, I was like, no, it's not that. <laughs> Friday, February 17th is two days before my birthday and also the birth, my birthday edition of Glamour Puss, which is co-hosted by myself and Wendy Starling, 7.30 p.m. at Zinc Bar in the West Village, 82 West 3rd Street. Tickets are 15 bucks. Link to said tickets are in the description of this week's podcast. We got Corinne Fisher, Jimmy Fallon, Ryan Reese, Jessica Kirsten, and many more surprise guests. Don't mess it. And then on Wednesday, February 22nd at 8 p.m. at the Standing Room, it's the monthly edition of The Comedian Project, co-hosted by myself and Katie Hannigan. No jokes about sex, dating, or relationships. It's not a clean show, though, so don't get confused. Some people do. $5 when you use the code SEX. Where people like, you cursed. Why'd you curse? No, every time I see like a very old woman walking in, I got, I mean, there, there is a little judgment on my part, and I'm like, this isn't going to end the way that you wanted it to end. <laughs> You know, have you gotten complaints before? Yeah, people have walked out because they because they don't because they think it's a clean show. Oh, uh, why who wants to go to a clean comedy show? That old life lady. isn't clean. Oh, old ladies, She's tired of hearing I mean, all the curses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and here are our tour dates: Boston, 
Thursday, April 13th, we're going to be at the Wilbur. Chicopee, Massachusetts, Friday, April 14th at the Hookie Lao. Washington, D.C., Saturday, April 15th at the 930 Club. Austin, Texas, April 20th through the 22nd for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Houston, Texas, Sunday, April 23rd, Warehouse Live. And Las Vegas, Nevada, Thursday, May 18th through Saturday, May 20th, we're doing stand-up only at Crapshoot Comedy Festival. It's going to be a crapshoot. <laughs> and a lot of you guys are always like, oh, man, I miss your you date. Should come to Vegas or they'll be like like, come to Portland and then I was like I was literally I'm writing you this from Portland yeah Uh, so just follow us on social media it's uh, sorry about last night all written out on Instagram sry about last nyt on Twitter and uh, sorry about last night comedy.com we keep our calendar pretty updated courtesy of Christina Hutchinson (gasps) yes that's true I am all webmaster (laughs) I I can master my own personal website as well but I can't we're really good about promoting our dates on there so if you're late on the episodes if you're listening out of order all fine and good you don't need to do that but you just go on social media yeah and then they'll miss it yeah (laughs) corinne you know about lyft right i do oh that's good use it all the time we've used lyft a lot in our touring days Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and currently um it's the app that gets you a ride in minutes on demand 24 7 just like the good lord intended (laughs) for less than the cost of a cab if you've tried Lyft, and that's true because we took cabs from some of the airports because they, they were gnarly prices. And we're like, what the fuck? Did I just buy you a steak dinner, sir? Mm-hmm. You took me two miles. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've tried Lyft, you know what I mean. With Lyft, you just download the app on your smartphone, request a driver, and they show up in an average time of three and a half minutes. That's really fast. <laughs> It's my favorite part of the ad. Every Lyft driver is fully vetted through their 10-point safety standard system, including criminal and DMV background checks, so you'll know you'll get around quickly and safely. No touching and grabbing here. Lyft drivers are rated after every ride, so only the best stick around. Oh, man, it's like a reality show competition. They should actually make that. It's very keen to our times. You don't have to worry about getting into a filthy car with some creepy dude. With Lyft, you can tip in the app, which obviously leads to happier drivers. I mean, nine out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect five-star rating from the passenger, don't you know? It's just a better all-around experience. Uh, I feel like there's more ad copy for me to insert there, but uh, I do know that the code... (laughs) Shit, God damn it. There's a code GWFD. GWFD. Mm -hmm. If you enter that in the code section where you go to pay, like where the payment, you can get up to three rides of of each a ten dollar value for free so that's up to a thirty dollar value <laughs> good for me for doing that right you know um by using the code g w f d lift don't get don't do uber do lift <laughs> they're probably gonna hate me for saying that i'm um, supposed to mention competitors uh, shit <laughs> Also, uh, thank you very much to our second sponsor, Blue Apron. You know them. You love them. We've both eaten a lot of Blue Apron in our day. So many. Uh, Blue Apron's great. It makes you feel like a really fancy chef. Their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Didn't know that was a thing, but sounds really great. (laughs) Uh, Their beef is raised humanely. Chickens are free range. Pork is raised naturally. Regenerative farming practices are used for the produce. I love when they say that 
the beef is right. It's like we treated the cows very nicely until we chopped their heads off so you could eat a burger, <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If you're gonna eat them, at least they had a good life up until yeah. that. They had a good run. Oh, I've seen some documentaries where. Oh, me it, too. Okay, I get that. That's a cause for concern. Absolutely. I don't eat a sad chicken. Blue Apron can be delivered uh, to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe. They are reducing food waste. Uh, the impact on households, cooking together, build strong family bonds, uh, or, you know, yelling at your boyfriend, James. Uh, research uh, shows yeah, that, <laughs> that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. But it is really good. Yeah. Um, it's a fun It's a fun thing to do. Or if your boyfriend's like Stephen, you say, get the fuck out of the kitchen. I don't trust you. You don't even look at the food. You're going to ruin it. <laughs> Love you. Uh, some February meals are cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. Ooh, tango. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Roasted <laughs> pork <laughs> with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. Udon noodle shop with miso and soft boiled eggs. Wow, you think you can only order those things? No, you can make them. I you made, can make it. I made Asian food from scratch. I've never been prouder of myself. Dude, when I made that sesame chicken, I was like, go me. The general style chicken also. Looks exactly like the picture. Phenomenal. Shit. Uh, check I get out, better plates. <laughs> check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash GWF. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash GWF. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, love me some Blue Apron. Email time. Well, and also I... vote for us in the Shorty Awards. Oh, yeah. We're nominated you... for a Shorty. Uh, my friend Harrison said, he goes, oh, I see you're, <laughs> I see you're nominated for a Shorty Award. Uh, yeah. I won Best Emerging Comic in 2012, and it's done wonders <laughs> for my career. <laughs> Harrison gives no fucks right now, and I love it. I've never loved him more. He's, he's completely <laughs> are given the up. Funniest. He's p- completely given up. It's wonderful. Harrison's so funny. Go see Harrison Greenbaum. Well, and, uh, m- more you importantly, guys. if you're an agent or a manager, and you want to represent someone who seems like they might be gay, but probably isn't. But just really fucking just funny really person. Fucking funny, really hard, hard worker. Good looking guy. Good looking and uh, does magic. Just like great. He just he knows what's up. He can fix any joke. He can make any idea yeah. better. Real smart. You know. He's giving me some tags, and I'm like, I have been blessed. Yeah. By the comedy angels went to Harvard. Yeah, sure, he'll let you oh, know. No problem. Though. Oh, he will not let you forget <laughs> it. If I paid that much for a degree, I would also let everybody know. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so this podcast is brought to you by People for Harrison Greenbaum. <laughs> we just did an ad please for Harrison. Save our friend. We're like, no, please help, please help our friend. You know when you get a friend that's do that. so talented though, and it just pisses you off that no, like, there's a couple people that I know that I don't understand why they're not more famous than they are. Harrison Greenbaum, David Crab. My friend. oh my god, just David like, Crab is fucking a phenomenal. You're just like, why aren't you everywhere? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. Whatever. If you're a talent agent manager. Get on that, dude. <laughs> Email us. We'll connect you with them. But like, get on board the train before the train takes off. Yeah, absolutely. Or whatever they say. The train is, it's leaving the station and. You could be the conductor on it or whatever. You could have been on it, but you weren't. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Dummies. Should I remind first? You want sure. to remind first? Okay. Uh, subject line of this email. I feel dirty for having sex with my husband. That's Uh-oh. good. Very good. <laughs> hey, fuckers. I'm feeling shameful for having kinky sex with my own husband. 
a little backstory. I'm 24 years old and started my sexual experiences very young. I was 14 when I lost my virginity and was very sexually explorative with a decent amount of guys up until I met my husband. I was 17. He was 19. A month later, I was pregnant and we were both married before my daughter was born. Don't all cry for me. I finished college and we now, weren't. Don't worry, we weren't. <laughs> uh, I finished college and now have a cushy professional job, as does my husband. Dope. I lucked out and have an awesome life. Anyway, while I've had many sexual uh, adventurous experiences, my husband has only had vanilla sex with two other girls before me. Recently, we have been talking about exploring all the things he's been wanting to try. From me playing with his ass to me peeing on him. Oh, the door's closed. My I know. I was like this. really glad your mom left the room Yeah, for me this. too. <laughs> um, from me peeing on him, uh, playing with his ass, peeing on him. It's not my thing, but I'm willing to try it for him. He also wanted to try stuff with a guy. I set up a meet and he went to get a BJ from a guy. That's so nice of you. Turns out we found something he wasn't into. LOL. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the newest adventure is looking for a threesome with another guy, a gangbang from me, or a couple swap. I'm really into talking about it and looking for people to meet up with. We have had a lot of good sex while fantasizing about it. Oh, I know. Isn't that fun? You just got to talk about it. It makes everything magical. My issue is that every morning after our exploring, I feel shameful. I don't understand why. I really enjoy what we're doing. He has never pushed me to do anything and has been respect respectful of all my boundaries, but I can't shake feeling dirty. Maybe it's because I'm the professional suburban mom, president of the PTA, two kids and a white picket fence. Women like me don't do things like this. I roll. Uh, I want to keep getting kinky with my husband, but I can't shake this feeling. Help. Hmm. Uh, gosh. You didn't mention religion in those things. So I was like, maybe it was religion. But it seems like you were kinky and stuff all along. And now that your husband's on board, you're like, wait, I feel bad. But uh, maybe you maybe feel bad is part of the fun. As long as it doesn't make you, I mean, to an extent. Because I remember, like, I'll never forget that freaking, when we interviewed Dan Savage, that advice he gave me when I would kept seeing that one guy for five years. And I kept going back to him and I hated myself for it. Mm -hmm. And he was the older guy. And Dan was like, yeah, but maybe that's part of why you liked it. And I was like, oh shit. And he kind of like made me turn that guilt into like part of the reason why it was fun. And he was right. I mean, that instance, he was right. Um, it could also be because maybe she feels like she's like introducing her husband to all of this. Right. She's seeing him go from she's vanilla like, to kinky. Like, or like, yeah. And she, in a way she feels like she's taking away like the, the vanilla and tarnishing him a little bit. You can feel like that. I can certainly understand feeling like that being like, Oh, I had this, like I had this, this guy was so sweet and so naive. And now I'm kind of like making him into this like sexual, like bad boy, Yeah, which that's so exciting that you're seeing someone blossom sexually and doing things. But you can that, feel guilt about it. I can understand yeah. being guilt and shame about it. Have too. you ever felt guilty about that? Uh, no, because I've never I been the, I've never been, yeah, I've never been the, the more one. experienced one. So yeah, I, I mean, I, and if I am, I, I've never been anyone who with anyone who was just like tame. So right. even if I was like a little more sexual, it wasn't enough that I would feel that like the, the discrepancy between us. Right. Right. Um, but, but you know, I, I think shake that feeling because it seems like your husband is enjoying it. And if you're unsure, you seem pretty sure that he's having fun, maybe ask him just to get some peace of mind. But it's really cool how open he is. Cause he's like, I think I want a BJ from a dude. Ah, never mind. I didn't like that. Like, but you trial and error, 
such is everything. And it's really cool how open and ex- explorative you guys are. And I really, your relationship sounds really fun. And the whole PTA mom, pre- president of the PTA, mom of two kids, white picket fence. That's so fun that you get to have this other side of yourself that you can explore with a partner that you love. It's very girlfriend's guide to divorce. <laughs> you do love that I show. I do love that show. That show. Um, but I think the thing is with the shame, no matter where it's coming from, you just got to always remember shame is learned. It's learned from somewhere, yeah. whether it be religion, whether it be something your parents said to you, whether it be, you know, is the media or how women are portrayed or how, how women are expected to act. But on the flip side, shame can be unlearned. So just know and remind yourself that nothing you're doing is bad. In fact, it's good because it's helping you to evolve sexually. It's bringing you pleasure. It's not hurting anybody else. I mean, it seems like you have a really healthy sex life. Yeah. A very healthy sex life. And, you know, Anissa, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, girl. <laughs> um, all right. So real quick, we want to talk about uh, birth control because obviously everyone's everyone uh, everyone's scared. Everyone's going into panic mode. I understand. Getting them IUDs. You don't need to go into panic mode, though. I think panic mode is actually the least productive thing we can do. We need to go into let's fucking prepare Take mode. action. So uh, our friend uh, of Wendy Kent is uh, putting together something. It's called Plan C. Uh, and basically... All it is is she's stockpiling plan B because if it's outlawed, she wants to have it and be able to give it to anyone who needs it. If you want to donate to this, uh, you can go to generosity.com slash, you know, well, it's a big long length, but I'll we'll put it, it in there. It's called plan C and it's on generosity.com. Uh, she's going to distribute it to anyone who needs it. And then all the stuff that's left over before it expires will be donated to women's shelters and rape crisis groups. So that's you can't such a super great. And it's things like that. I think, you know, it's it's great to speak your mind and stuff, but it's like these active things are the things that are really going to make a difference more right. than a Facebook status, more than a tweet, more than making a sign with glitter and posters. Okay. We did that. Now what do we do next? What's the right. active thing that we do? Um, and then uh, this is an email called free birth control. Get it before any potential choice that you have as a woman is made for you. Hi, Corinne and Christina. I'm reaching out to you guys because I know you have a massive audience and I'm trying to reach as many women as I can in light of the current of current events. In the days following the inauguration, I've been trying to stay busy by focusing on causes that I care about. Great plan for you. And this is one that I thought I'd share. A few years ago, the state of Colorado unveiled a program that made birth control totally 100% free to anyone who needs it. I myself Myself have used it and the women who work for free for this program are caring and knowledgeable and generally incredible. It's called BC, the number for you. So birth control for you, but spelled like a Sinead O'Connor slash Prince song. Hmm. Uh, and it is made possible by an anonymous grant, meaning it could be defunded any day now. I want to spread the word to women in Colorado before it's too late. And we know we have a lot of listeners there. You can get free birth control in any form, free STD testing, free annual wow. checkups and free emergency contraception. There is no catch, no need to use insurance, no prerequisite of Medicaid coverage. The website is www.bc, the number four, the letter u.org. Some nice. fun facts, teenage pregnancy and abortion rates in Colorado dropped by 48% between 2009 and 2004. 14. According to the Colorado Department of Public Health, for every dollar invested into this grant, Colorado's medical Medicaid program saves an expense of $5.85. Damn. This is a 485% return on investment. Damn. I'd venture to guess that's definitely an ROI that Trump has never experienced in, in any of his business interests. I think you're right. It's estimated by the Colorado Department of Health that Medicaid has saved between $49 uh, million 
billion and $111 million in birth-related medical costs since the grant has been implemented. I saw all the beautiful fuckers at your Denver show, and I think those ladies may benefit from this message. I'm sorry that I don't have more information on programs in other states, but if this reaches even 10 women who may lose their access to birth control over the course of Trump's term, that's a sizable impact on 10 lives. Get an IUD before you don't have the option because you can't afford to pay $900. Get plan B before, God forbid, it's taken off the shelves, which we just uh, discussed, and switch to uh, that low-dose birth control you've been wanting to try before it's unattainable. It was so lovely meeting you ladies in Denver. You can inspire, continue to inspire me. Uh, make me laugh on these days when life isn't too funny. I hope you have fun on the rest of your tour. We did. Thanks for all you do. Um, And this is what kind of we were talking about on the last episode. Um, There, there, you can access these things. You just got to do some sleuthing. Yeah, it's absolutely. And I think when you find those things, this is the kind of thing that I I love social media for. I don't love social media for taking a stance uh, on something that you're only going to have your like-minded friends like and then forget about. Yeah. What it is great for is sharing these resources. I've learned about so many wonderful things for my health, for, you know, fun stuff, museums. But but this is the place where if you retweet this, in a, you know, a thousand people see it. That's wonderful. Now, a thousand people have information that they can either use themselves or share with a friend. And it's actually productive. The older I get, the more I realize the knowledge is power statement is the truest thing. From Schoolhouse Rock? <laughs> I don't know where I got it from, but probably. I watched a lot of Schoolhouse Rock. Ugh, but like the I no- still use that, yeah. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you're informed, the more you inform yourself, the more you seek out information, the just better, more productive of a human, woman, man, anything that you can be. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. 
quince.com slash gwf. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Shady info. Oh, my God. Speaking of strong, smart women. Beautiful, hilarious perfect, wonderful comedians. Uh, our guest this week is one of the funniest comedians I have ever seen ever in my mm-hmm. life. She's one of my favorite comedians ever. Um, she's a stand-up. She writes for Broad City. She has her own half-hour special on Comedy Central. If she's in your town, you guys got to say her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Naomi Ekperigan. Because you a bad fucking boy. You a bad fucking boy. You fucking bad boy. You fucking bad boy. You a bad to be happening for us. For you to be inside. You are one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. That is the dearest thing you could ever say to me. <laughs> and it's like only surpassed by if you told me I was thin today. You, you know do know look I mean? very thin. Wow. You look so thin today. It's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening. This is your day. <laughs> um, so where do we start? I don't know. I just feel like you have so many funny stories about sex just because you're a funny gal so i but am i wrong maybe not we could just be like sex go i know it's funny so obviously i was thinking about it um since i know i was gonna come and i was like let me go back because the problem is i'll be you know shutting shit out 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? I, like just never speak of it again. Yeah. You know? Ooh, oh, I do that. I do that. <laughs> so I'm always like, I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> um, it's so funny. I mean, so you know I'm engaged. Right. So I've been off these streets You're about Jew-boo. seven years. Yeah, Jubu, <laughs> Jewish yeah. boo, trademarked, you know? But um, <laughs> I've been off these streets about seven years. So you've been dating, how long have you been engaged? Three. Three years, okay. Three. <laughs> seven Are years you- is a long time out of the game. <laughs> I know. Right? You know I don't know about swiping. You know what I'm saying? I, like it changed. I miss that too because I'm the same person six years. We downloaded Tinder just to see. Just to be like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? I love using other people's Tinder. <laughs> like it's like my favorite. And it's like, I will read a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. give me that photo. I know who you are. I know exactly. I'm judgy as <laughs> Would you ever be on Tinder if you were single? Like during the Tinder days, do you think? I don't, I don't know if know. I could do it. I don't know. I really don't. I think there is something that has that instant gratification kind of video game vibe to it. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, it feels like it could be easy. But I also know that the easier you make it, the lower quality of person you end up finding. So true. You know? How'd you find your Jubu? You know, of all the most random places, <laughs> the UCB theater. Oh, wow. Improvisation. You would never think. Wow. You would never think. I found someone that way, but it ended a lot differently. <laughs> In this podcast, actually. Yeah. Much more natural, I think, is the way it went. No, I'm telling you, like, when I met him, and I mean, it's like, I would have never thought he was the person I was going to end up with. You didn't like, know right Do you away? remember the moment you met him? Yes. We met. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> I do. I love hearing this. No, I do. Well, no, it was the thing. So we met. I was, we were both doing this lottery thing where they would take random students and put them up to perform like, you know, after Harold Knight was right. a teacher. So it was a random thing. So we just had like one rehearsal, then we're supposed to do it. And I see him there and like, y'all have met him, but for the listeners, my Jubu is shorter than me. Okay. And he look about 15. Like he has a baby <laughs> face. It's a perfect circle of a face. <laughs> and so like seven years ago, you know, I saw him and he was like, he had had a day job. So he's like coming from work and him and work clothes. It's so funny. Aww. It looks like a kid dressing up. Well, now he looks like a grown man. <laughs> but like back then I was just like, all these children doing improv. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I did not think about him. Right. Um, and so, wait, which one of y'all were saying recently too, how you were like, I would, I like being taller. I was listening to one. Oh, I, I've said that before. Yeah, because okay, I dated maybe. a guy that was I was a little taller than and I kind of okay. I like you were like it. into that power. Yeah. Right? I've always loved me a tall glass of milk. And yet <laughs> I so rarely find one. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it was it's almost like laughable the extent to which they just shrink with every relationship. Yeah. And so finally <laughs> So your boyfriends keep getting shorter yes, and shorter. Yes. Like I'm like, how do <laughs> when like literally all I want is like six four? You know, because it takes a lot. To, like, I want to feel dainty. How tall are you? Five eight, but I want to feel dainty. That was my guess. Damn, I'm gonna guess it. <laughs> so you do want to feel dainty, but your jubu no. is so much shorter. Yeah, but you know. But what? you know that doesn't. In the end, that doesn't fucking matter, right? It's like the same way we all black when the lights go out. We all the same height when we laying down. You know, <laughs> so, so it's true. Like helps. It helps. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely like something I had to get used to. Like the first time we made out, and I was like, and I said, I was like, is it weird that I'm taller than you? And he was like. No, is it weird for you? Like he kind of knew. He's like, "Are you? Is it he was, weird?" He was waiting yeah. for you to bring it exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, no, it's cool." <laughs> no, I'm like really open. I'm like Don't fine with that. It. I just wanted to see where you were at. Um, <laughs> so, how did you go from doing the lottery improv to making out? I know. So then, like, so we met, and then that was when I was trying to do improv. Or okay. actually, I was trying to. I was doing stand up hosting improv shows. Mm-hmm. So oh, that was, good. So I was That's seeing good. him around the town, and then again because he looks young, <laughs> but then he told me it turned out he he had left grad school and he was an adjunct professor. Like he had oh. a life. He had a life. Ex- Ooh, is right. Ooh. He had a life. And I was like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> and then we started to G chat every day because he didn't have a job and I hated my job. 
So that really like so helped. Yeah. That like helped because it was just, we were friends. Again, I was I never I thought he was cute, but I was like, oh god, I could crush him with a thigh. I don't know. You know, like I just I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to do it. You yeah. know. And then it had been like six months since I had known a man's touch. <laughs> it was one of those, and I was like, you know what? I could make out with Andy. I was like, but 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 if you do, I knew he was a nice boy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I knew yeah. he was the kind of guy where it was like, okay, not only are we kind of in the same scene, but he doesn't strike me as someone who would just peace. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah, going to be an easy a good guy. He was a nice, sweet, nice guy. Yeah. And so then, but I was like, okay, but he is my, he's a very good option right now. I know he would be a tender lover just based on his personality. <laughs> his caringness that he's exhibited. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it's such awkward because sometimes it's, those awkwards can be very tender, you know, because they don't know what's they happening. They can. Yeah. <laughs> And I love it. I love it. You know, like I love it. Yeah. So I, um, those awkward's can be tender. <laughs> it sounds crazy when you repeat it's, it back. No, it's, yes. it makes a lot of sense. Do you actually. require a tender lover though? Do you like? Do you ever like to get like roughed up a little? Or well, it's interesting. I think that in the beginning, I do like a tender. Because let me tell you what it is with me in the sexuality. Right. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't have boyfriends or like get with guys until college. Okay. So in a lot of ways, like the tenderness almost makes me feel, I'm like, oh, this is nice. This is, I bet what it was like in high school or something. Mm. Like people were like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like that Make kind it of thing. Making up for lost time. Sure. It's like kind of cute. It's like a cute little throwback. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but then once you've had tenderness, you know, it's like, all right, let's shake it up. It can't be, God damn it. But it can't be, it can't be too rough. You know, I'm a delicate flower. Yeah, we heard. Yeah. <laughs> Very delicate what kind? So do you have, is there one type of sex that you prefer then? Is tender over that? Or do you every once in a while, are you like, you know what? Let's, I got to uh, tell, tell you my greatest shame. Okay. I have like no libido anymore. Yeah. And when I do have sex, I lay my ass right down. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to me. I became a wife in a fucking sitcom. Well, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm tired. But and like, you might actually be tired. But you're, I'm you're busy. I know, but still, I was like, <laughs> I would have never thought that would have been me, though. You I think I mean? it's so interesting to me how women, a lot of times, will shame themselves for not having a li- I did the same fucking thing. I, I shame. I started, like, getting down on myself and feeling like a bad girlfriend yeah. because I wasn't... He was always like, you want... And I'm like, <laughs> ugh, I mean, my stomach. <laughs> and I just didn't... But when I am stressed out, I really don't want to fuck. And, yeah. and he, my partner... When he's stressed, he goes to yeah, sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just opposite coping mechanisms. Yeah. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But it's not necessarily. Do you talk to to him about it? Oh yeah, I mean he knows it's my greatest shame. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, and then and but it's. And also, what does he say? Well, he just laughs and yeah. he's like, well, there'll be time for sex. You know, like in our yeah. lifetime, it's very sweet, right? <laughs> and he's very great. tender. But at the same time, I'm like, you, <laughs> so we got to schedule this because like I'm lazy. That's what it yeah. is too, though. Yeah, because I could be at home and it'll be more like. It does, it feels it's like just work. like, a, I know. It feels yeah. like work to do I, it right. You know what I mean? And then like the way you have to kind of turn off your brain and kind of go into sex brain. I yeah. totally hear you. And you have to work up to it too. I feel yeah. like I used to be able to just like have sex like anytime, anywhere. But yeah. now, now I, it's, I'm not like that at all. I can sleep anytime, anywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah. not sex. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you need like one time I, I voiced my concerns about that to Steven too. And he was like, you know what? It's just you're busy. You're I'm like, yeah, I know. I just feel I just feel bad. Yeah. And then um, I, the same thing with, I can't just jump in right into sex anymore. Mm-hmm. I need foreplay. And then I remember a couple of days after we had that conversation, he had put on porn because I love watching porn with him That's specifically. So I really like it. So we put it on for like 
30 minutes and it was we didn't touch each other mm-hmm. and it was 30 minutes of silent touchless foreplay <laughs> but it was so it hot worked? it worked and then and then he started touching me and i was like whoa and <laughs> and then that was i was like okay maybe that's what we need to incorporate now that's from now on sweet i think i need to just treat it like going to the gym i gotta schedule it <laughs> and no matter what happens you gotta keep that schedule until it feels regular again. right because keep- it's never i never regret it after when exactly. i when i go over the lazy hump and i'm exactly. like yeah i guess right and we do it i'm always happy Right. I'm always like, I like you. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like just, but yeah. also for me, I think I don't know, I've heard a lot of other women talk about this. Like for me, if I go without sex long enough, I stop craving it. Right. It's like some kind of a like a you get diet used to or sex. cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Weird. And then but then once I have it again, then I want it consistently until I go another long period without it. Okay. Okay. So it's like awakening a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Your, your vagina goes into hibernation. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then the more spring, sex you it's have. It's dormant, and then, woo! <laughs> yeah. <It's> dormant. <laughs> you plug it up with some pine cones. <laughs> I think that's what bears do to their butts. That's why I said that. Oh, yeah? I think they, they, plug, pi- their, I think they plug up their butts and stuff. So with pine they, cones? Owie. Yeah, like, I don't know if they actually put the pine cones in or they eat some, but basically they create a plug so that, you know, when they're hibernating, do. they don't have to worry about these things. I like nature shows. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. So what was um what was your relationship to sex when you were in high school? Because you weren't really like, dating a lot of people. So was there... No, I didn't. I didn't. It Was that intentional? I went to a white school. Nobody was trying to fuck me. Really? So like intentional or like it just kind of happened. Yeah. But then I went to a white college, but it was hippie. So then oh. people were trying to fuck me. You know what I mean? Like it's like a process. It's like Upper East Side versus New England. <laughs> Wait, yeah. where did you grow up though? I grew up in Harlem, but I went to private school in the Upper East Side. Oh, okay. Oh, oh so, so you are a city born and raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, And so like, you know, and I was like, I wasn't skinny. I was pretty much the same height I am now uh-huh. from the age of like 11. Like oh, I wasn't, oh. you know, and I was really delicate. Like I wasn't, I didn't kind of get funny or have that sense of, oh, I can make people laugh until maybe high school. Like oh, I, okay. got to, I got to that school, I was like shy. I was like, oh my God, everyone's different. Everyone's so rich and no one eats. You know, I was like, yeah. very, <laughs> I, I was so not like. Yeah, living in Harlem and then going to school in the Upper East Side. Oof, yeah. what I'm a- from pre-gentrified Harlem. So Harlem wasn't cute back then. Right, you know what right. I mean? It was like a stark, my friends and I, we'd be, when we take the bus, because one of the girl who lived uptown, black girl, and we always said when we're taking the bus home, you always hovered around a white person if there was no seats because you knew that at 96th Street, they'd get off the bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what, yeah. In yeah. the past, 96th Street was the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Now it's anyone's guess. Yeah, now <laughs> now that white girl's going to keep sitting Thank until you. the Bronx. Now Corinne's ass live in Harlem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is true. <laughs> well, I also, I, I also hover around other white people and then I get annoyed when they don't get off. <laughs> And, and then, but then I'm like, well, you're still here. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just playing a game of chicken with each other. <laughs> Dare you to go back to What are town. your thoughts on gentrification? Because I, I, my thoughts don't fucking, I don't know. I mean. I always wondered like, ah, shit, that's, I feel, this seems shitty that I it's mean, happening, but it, it I don't is, know. It is the worst. Like I got super racist when uh, Jubu and I were trying to find an apartment together. So like, cause oh. he was in Greenpoint, mm-hmm. depths of Brooklyn, and I was in Harlem. So when we finally moved in together, I was like, nah, you ain't making me leave Harlem. You coming up here. Yeah. So we started to look and we couldn't afford anything, but because I knew those neighborhoods, I knew what that neighborhood was, you know, or like yeah. we'd go into buildings and I could see where they cut the apartment in half. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, and you're charging what? And I'd be like, mm. these goddamn God devils. damn it. Yeah. Like, I got so rageful. <laughs> yeah. And that part of us looking. But then the thing is like, and I say this sometimes on stage where I'm like, you know, black people need brunch too. 
Right. You know? oh, I've so heard you like, say that. Yes. Right. So like, if it, it's like, it's <laughs> annoying as fuck that it took a white person to bring me hollandaise, but right. I wanted my hollandaise. Right? Yeah, we got that eggs Benedict now. Yeah, you're living that it, line. Yeah, you know, getting that Belgian waffle. Line. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like annoying, right? Because growing up, if we wanted to do anything kind of like that, like go to the movies, any of that, I would just go to the Upper West Side, mm-hmm. right? You know. Um, so of course it was a big deal when we got the movie theater on 125th Street. Yes. But like early days, I will tell you this truth about that movie theater. When it first came out, before the previews, Magic Johnson, there would be like a PSA where Magic Johnson told people how to behave in the movie theater. <laughs> like a no. good two or three minutes where it was like, no hats, no colors. If you got beef, leave it in the streets. <laughs> They, they did not what think the black fuck? people would behave in a movie. Oh, oh my God. And it was like a good like three minute thing of like, oh, we're Jesus here to laugh Christ. and cry and stuff our faces with popcorn. And then like after a few years, they were like, I think they get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like legit like every time you would go. Oh did, my did God. Did Mike, uh, Magic Johnson ever like make a response to that? I don't think so. I feel like it's Because it's his theater. Right. He was just like, I need you guys to keep it together. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> and, and then one, one I felt like it was That safe. is odd. I feel like you must be able to find that thing. Like I was going to say, I was somewhere. like, that's got to be on YouTube. It's got to be. Yeah. Damn. You know, but it was like, I was like, does anyone remember when they didn't think we knew how to sit down for two Jesus hours Christ. and not kill each other? Oh, man. Um, do you ever get uh, shit for dating a white guy? Jew guy, Jewish guy, Jew boo, well, but like. You know, now, that's the thing that's so Now tricky. it's white, like, I guess. I, no, guess. I don't know. No, what, Jews ain't I, white no more. Oh, I see, I never know. I don't know. Trump is here, now Jews, Jews ain't white. Jews are Jews now. Jews are oppressed Separate. now. I ain't ready for that shit. <laughs> that <laughs> was your, not that was your part of the relationship. Exactly. You're like, I got the oppressed part, you do something else. Thank you. Yeah. You, you be don't white. Take my you dry thing. the dishes. <laughs> I'll be impressed. You dry the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I would like we don't really again because right Harlem has changed. But yeah. there have been times in the past when I was like with white dudes. And my theory on that though, I found a way to be okay with it because black men only have problems with me walking with a white dude when I look good. I'm gonna tell you that that's a damn fact because when I look regular, they're like take her. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when I put on a little makeup and I got a little something working, suddenly like, I'm fuck a you, dis- white boy. Exactly. Suddenly I'm a wow. discredited race. Damn. So now I'm all like, mm, if he's angry, that means I'm really working. <laughs> <laughs> so now the anger is actually like a compliment, like, really. You gotta find a way to cope. Yeah. You know? You <laughs> yeah. gotta find the silver lining. <laughs> Have you dated uh both black men and white men or exclusively white men or No, black guys too, but it's just based on, you know, cause Obviously, I thought about it. It's the circles I run in. You yeah. Know? Doing mm-hmm. fucking improv kind I was going to say, if you're doing a lot of UCB circles, <laughs> right. pretty white. And then, like, yeah. being, a, um, you know, in college, I was a film major. Like, I wasn't doing mm. the things, you know? Yeah. Um, But it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't purposeful. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I wasn't I wasn't you down did, with the brown. Yeah, it wasn't like oh I only want to date white yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's just because yeah. I mean, most people are gonna meet if you're not on Tinder or something like that. You're gonna meet people doing the things that you do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's how people meet usually. Uh, old school. Old school. How did you learn? How did you learn about sex? Did the Upper East Side white private school <laughs> te- like what the fuck? Did they like, teach you, mean, you like, like a, work like a health class and stuff? Oh yeah, there was definitely a health class. Before that though, I went to a Catholic school until fifth grade. And just that last year- Did they did, even acknowledge that? We had a little workbook that oh. told us, and I think it's because we were brown youth and they were like, please don't start fucking. <laughs> because it's true though, because you think, you'd think like Catholic school, they wouldn't, but this right. they, they taught you how yeah. the body parts worked. It wasn't, wow. um, they didn't, I mean, and again, it could have been because we were 10 maybe, but we didn't talk about 
condoms, but they were like, this huh. is the body. You know, you will get pregnant from sex. Oh. Like learn how to label the parts. Oh. But it wasn't like a specific. Did it go over intercourse, like actual insertion? Because a lot of health classes skipped I, that part. <laughs> and I didn't know about that until later. I don't wait. Where did you go to school? I went to school in Virginia and that was my or? health class public school. Yeah. Okay. So they, they got to teach it or something. Right? They, they taught us something, but they didn't ta- teach insertion. They taught us the body parts, yeah. labeled it sperm and the egg. I didn't still didn't fucking know how the sperm got to the egg. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know. It is very until, unclear. I learned it from a book too. I, I learned it from vanilla sky. <laughs> what? Th- that sex was like more than one thrust. I, I, oh, no. I learned all the anatomical names, but right. that didn't help me. You didn't know how it all happened. About pre- yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they no. gave me information, but they just didn't give me oh, enough no. to connect the you dots. Needed, right. You needed to connect. The well, dots. cause it's a lot of scare tactics. Do you feel like the Catholic right. school used a lot of scare tactics? Like, don't do this. You're going to get pregnant. I really don't remember because I was so little, but Mm -hmm. they probably, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, shut it down. (laughs) Because the whole idea, their whole thing, I think was like, God loves you. He wants you to be pure. Be God's Uh, vessel. mm, You know? So you're kind of like, okay. It's so creepy. Be God's pure vessel. Naomi. Were you into the God, the religion for a while now? I always... Not really. Like, I would pray, but I would pray in a very cover-my-bases kind of way. (laughs) Right? Like, just in case he's a thing. Like, sorry I did that thing. Or I would just be like, I'm like, I want everyone to be happy. Cool? Yeah. Okay, great. So it's like on the record that I asked for. But I don't (laughs) think I was like, I am taken care of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Which I think a lot of, when you're actually religious, you believe that you're going to be fine. Yeah, and well, Catholicism specifically is one we hear a lot from people that they really fucked him up with sex, like the Mm. guilt. And religion in general, I think, fucked up a lot of people. But then I've been learning a lot about, like, there's Catholic groups that are Catholics for pro-choice. And I'm like, oh, word? That's Mm. cool and exciting and progressive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Did your parents talk to you about sex? Oh, yeah, we talked about it. But again, I think it was never so intense because I was pretty nerdy. There was no risk. They're like, no one's going to fuck her. Like, basically, they're like, "Uh, you're not active, but just in case. Um, (laughs) They said talk. Were your parents nerdy, too? Or no, but they're like not nerdy, but like they're very. They were both they were both lawyers and very kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, by the book kind of people, mm-hmm. you know, my mom probably even now she might have a drink. You know what right. I mean? Like, so there weren't it wasn't a. And so it was kind of like, well, I know you ain't having sex at Dalton. So whatever, <laughs> doesn't matter. But yeah. you should just know. Don't have sex. What was it like <laughs> when you first lost your virginity? It was in college. Yeah. Sophomore year. Uh huh. Paint us the scene. Oh my God. Okay, we're gonna set the scene. Okay, I had just come home uh, with my gentleman caller. Um, his he was he played lacrosse. He was very like buff, but then also a French and psych major. Can you Ooh. handle? Can you handle the layers? Wow. The layers. Uh, he was also a virgin. Oh, that's fine. I, it was like I've really... always wanted to have sex with a virgin. <laughs> I never will. But I don't. Oh, I don't think I have either. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just lost in thought. <laughs> but it was, um, and I, I come from, I was assistant directing a children's theater project. Uh, and he came and picked me up and we like went home and I don't, but I, and it was kind of like, we had talked about it a little bit. And then I was like, all right, let's just do this. Let's, yeah. let's just do. I was like, it's never going to be like a better person and setting and old enough. Uh, someone described it to me like this right before. And I, and it was so vivid, so real. Uh, she was like, you know, it's going to hurt. She's like, it's kind of like taking a shit backwards out of the wrong hole. 
Yeah. That's not incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it is what? <laughs> and yet I like. Who's it, horny? It was so, it was so painful. Yeah. Do you believe? No. But, I didn't either. I, and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> but Did it, it not like, break? What the? But then I was like, I hadn't, I'd never had a concept of what that pain was going to be. You had nothing to compare it to. Right. Like Except I was like, the backward shit metaphor. Exactly. And then I was like, oh God, this is the worst. This is so <laughs> and he's, he's, like, he's like, are those happy tears? I'm like, ah! like I, cause I didn't want to upset him. Like in terms of like, I was like, like I want to be here. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I didn't want him to be like, I was like, no, no, no. And I also was one of those things, you know, it was physical you, pain, not emotional. Right. But it was also that sense. <laughs> still bad. Still kind of shitty. But no, but it was that idea of, I was like, I know that if this continues, it will stop hurting. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it was like, okay, just like, okay, keep at it. We're just going to power through. I still feel that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes when it hurts, I'm like, you know what? I just can't keep thrusting and then the pain will go away. <laughs> it's okay. Through. Power Well, through. I feel like the first time having sex is more, it's more like just logistics. There's not like a lot of, <laughs> I mean, I, I had sex with someone who I loved very deeply, but it was just a lot of like trying to get it fully in <laughs> yeah. and like slow sliding and like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, not yeah. a lot. Sliding. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of Mm. Yeah, there was no yum sounds or right. anything like that. Yeah, right. I mean it was a twin bed. Come on, let's be real. Oh, mine was. A, I'm pretty sure mine was a twin bed too. There's no room. There's yeah. no fucking. It's a room real game beds. changer once you get that double going. You know, you're like, this know. is what lovemaking can be. Yeah, a full bed. Wow. Oh, have you ever had sex in like a weird place? Oh God, because it's so much better in a bed. I used to force <laughs> myself to be adventurous. I'm like, let's just do it in a bed. That's what they're for. I mean. <laughs> There was like one random dalliance in Australia, <laughs> the back of a surf camp bus. Oh my god! Wow. In Australia, I know my best work. Fine, my, my most my most wacky. Um, <laughs> but that was like the yeah. I lived there from twenty five to twenty six. A little oh, under a year. Were you studying abroad? No, no. Were I was, you at surf camp? Oh my god! I I should have gone to surf camp. <laughs> no, I'd like. It's so, you know, men used to run my life. I'm too glad to be off these streets. Cause it was like, really? I started dating this one dude and I really liked him, but then he didn't want to be in a relationship. And I had heard about this visa, uh, this like working holiday visa. And I had, like met this Australian dude when he was here in New York. And like, they're very down with the brown in Australia. You know, yeah. they don't have a lot of us. And, you know, honey, I had my braids, so I was extra Nubian. So <laughs> they were really about that life. And I'm yeah. like, I gotta go here where I'll be a queen. Yeah, you're like a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, we'll do that. And there was like a visa so you could like so work. You went to Australia to be a queen? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I was like, this will be the place. This will be where it all happens. Men will just bow down as you walk through the street. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. They were throwing dicks. You know what That's I mean? Like awesome. You're walking down the street and you're like, oh, God, your dick's at me. <laughs> However, touch racist. Oh, uh, really? Not really bright. Uh, not all Australians, you know. Like, of course. I, my, I know some listeners are going give to give a whole lot of attitude. But the ones I found, I think and sometimes when you meet people, it's like, oh, the people you met who were like, cosmopolitan and traveling or different than the ones when you actually go there uh, different yeah. than the ones in surf camp and stuff how so how are they racist in a different way than americans can be racist oh yeah i think because i think the whole thing is that like again this is like at that time too because i got there too right around when like when obama was elected so i yeah. got i got there a couple months before that first time oh eight to oh nine i was there and so uh, it was just in the context of what it is to be in a place where you are obviously not from there, 
Yeah. And then as a result, anybody's enti- like people feel like entitled to you. Like people coming up to me and touching my skin. I was going to say, I was like, coming and touching whoa, my hair, but like in the really? middle of the store. Yeah. Not like you like sitting with a friend and somebody's like, hey, can I? It's like legit straight up stranger. I'm coming at you from New York City. It's like, um, three foot bubble, what don't touch f- me. <laughs> right. Cause they had never seen a, a, a black people. Well, I remember, yeah. Wow. My friend Ashley's boyfriend, a uh, boyfriend from a long time ago, she's this like six foot one tall blonde mermaid hair chick. <laughs> went to um, China because her boyfriend was teaching there and she said people would stop her to take pictures of her yeah. in the airport like she was fucking uh, like a Mickey Mouse in Times Square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so, but I'll, I wouldn't think Australia would be like that. That's but it's a, that, it is that same way. And then like the way they would, because they are like, it is, it is warm and friendly, but not necessarily knowing the line between that because right. then what would happen if I would bristle, it would be like, you American, so PC. And it's like, no, 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 Don't make this about me. Yeah. This isn't PC. This is you don't know me. Yeah, yeah. don't touch It's not me. a petting zoo. You're a human being. And that, I think, that's where I think I would call it, that's the racist part. It's not to be inquisitive. It is to, it is to not recognize that to touch a stranger without asking is it's appropriate. Sh- yeah, that's not yeah. a humane thing to do exactly. to a fellow human. Exactly. Like uh. one time though, we were like at the zoo, my favorite moment though, that I was like, I'll allow. <laughs> I was, at the oh, wow. zoo. I was we were at the zoo in Sydney and this woman turns and she's got like a little daughter with her five or six and she's like excuse me she wants to ask you a question oh boy like, oh my god give me this white child on the principal <laughs> you've got to get them young you know you do you do because they like, learn this shit I'm her first black person I better be yeah. nice yeah you know yeah. <laughs> So I was like, you're not wrong though, right? So I was like, I was like, what is it, sweetheart? You know? like, like, and she's she's like, he gave her a cookie. I know, but she goes, Do you do your own hair? And I was like, No, baby girl. I done paid in Africa. Guess there are Africans here in Sydney. Do you know about them? And like I and it's like when you're five or six cool we can have a conversation you're genuinely curious and it's and you, you don't wouldn't know have known exactly yeah and yeah. kids ask dumb questions all the time or questions that are like not appropriate like why don't you have a hand <laughs> like, why? yeah Oops. yeah yeah <laughs> there was a factory <laughs> i had a kid ask me why my nose was weird and i was like oh okay well i don't know <laughs> like, i didn't know it was yeah, weird. i wasn't even mad i was like oh okay so <laughs> way god made it honey kids are the worst <laughs> do you want to have kids yeah do you want kids no no, 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 no. Perfect. Jubu doesn't want no. kids either. No, we're open to adopting with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it was never, we birthed very early on. We're like, I don't want kids. But then, um, you know, people are always like, who's going to take care of you when you get old? But that's not that's really. Not, was that why you, people not shouldn't have kids for that? Exactly. That is You're not breeding a caretaker. And also, one, what if your kid is an asshole? Yeah, your kid might what? be a huge piece of shit. Right? Or like, what if your kid straight up just is like, Nah. I don't want to do this for you, right? Let alone you not liking them, them not All being those able. Years. It's a bad plan. Your kid can also die. Before you, exactly. Yeah, and then that's just heart heartache that's and no caretaker. So <laughs> You're really left alone lose. after that. I think it's just the better plan is to just save all that money that you would have spent on a kid and then put it away and then just hire someone. That's like what a I dope say. caretaker. I'm going to be rich enough to make someone treat me like family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's it. You got to get, get rich enough so that they treat you as though you were their parent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's a great plan, and that's kind of like a fail-proof plan. I'm hoping. Oh god, really that's hoping. funny. That's like the plan. That like, really is what I want. What so are your nice. when you got? How long ago did you get engaged? Three years. Three years ago. So almost three. Yeah. And and what is your? Are you? Do you want to have like a wedding? I'm so interested in <laughs> the idea of a wedding because 
some of my girlfriends are like, ah, oh, I'm going to do it out. And it, it, it confuses me. I don't know. Weddings yeah. confuse me. What are oh, your thoughts? Well, on as, as someone who has been engaged three years, uh, I am also <laughs> confused. Um, <laughs> I, it's interesting because I, it was when I thought about that kind of stuff, like being young, it wasn't a wedding. It was about the person, right? Like oh, I was, I was nice. excited to like have the idea of a mate was yeah. more important to me than the wedding part. But, you know, there's several times where Juba was like, well, let's just go to City Hall. And then I realized I'm basic. So I was like, no, nah! <laughs> right. I have to have a wedding. And I, it's so I wanted, I know I want to have the event. I want to have everybody together. You know, I want to put on a cute little dress. I need yeah. everybody to stand up when I walk in the room. Like, yeah. It's very tender, right? <laughs> but I don't want, but I don't really care about the details of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I don't believe you should have to spend twenty or $30,000 on it. That's crazy. I yeah. know. How can I get everyone together, you know, not cutting off people who, you know, I know and like, have a little hot meal or something? I know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and like, it's about, like, the idea of all the people you love in one room celebrating your love with your husband. Like, yeah. that's what that sounds great. It sounds lovely, but you know it ain't cheap. I know. It is possible, though. I threw a 25th birthday party for myself that was, like, a wedding to myself. <laughs> And 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 it was it was good because it was it was just narcissism, but then it turned into this thing that really taught me like, oh, I understand weddings now because it felt mm. really nice to have everyone I liked there, and then everyone said great things about me, and I was like, oh wow, I love this, and we all ate, and I did it for like five hundred dollars. How many people though? Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was only friends because you know I would cut most of my family out <laughs> if I had the choice. That is also my. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, fifty maybe. Yeah, that's there you go. Yeah, and where'd you get food? Uh, we're talking Chuck E. Cheese. We're talking about 500. No, I did. I, I like catered it with my, my friends and I yeah. did it from Trader Joe's. We did our own oh, catering. Yeah, oh, Trader Joe's is good. Yeah, we went and yeah. we just got a tons of that $4 yeah, yeah, wine yeah. and yeah. cut up crackers and made cakes. And like we did it all. Yeah, I like that. I mean, like, I think that's that's a difficulty because I've been to a couple cool weddings. But I noticed for the cooler weddings, there weren't a lot of older people there. Because my whole thing is, you know, now I'm about to be a damn Jewish wife and I'm, I'm marrying into a family yeah. that has certain expectations for a wedding. Mm. And and I think if all my, if we just did it with our friends, it, it could be more low key. It could be chill. Mm-hmm. People are there to hang, right? Yeah. Jewish Whereas, weddings have so many traditions to them. They're like not the chairs just, and shit. I mean, that part, I want, again, like, let me get the fun. pageantry. Yeah. yeah. That's like, fun. don't drop yeah. me. That's like my nightmare. <laughs> I was at my wedding and got dropped for being too heavy. <laughs> at all my Jewish events, I've never seen anyone get dropped. You haven't. I've seen it. You've have you. <gasps> you saw someone get at dropped what? at what? At what? Who, was at, it? A, a was it the? Oh, was, a it wedding? The, was it the wife? Yeah. Was, <gasps> it wasn't because she was really? heavy. It's because whoever well, it's they didn't to, have it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it kind of she tipped. And you're you're, you're bouncing mm. the chair up into the air with the person on it. That the the weight could shift. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. And I was like, I I was like, my nightmare. My nightmare. <laughs> you imagine? No. You imagine being dropped on your day. <laughs> I would literally, like, I would rise up and it would be Carrie at the prom. Just <laughs> blood soaked. Lock the door. Pick me back up. <laughs> oh, my Maybe you could get more, something a little bit more trustworthy than a regular chair. Something that would catch you, maybe. So you're saying like a chair. Like foam things on of, the ground. Yeah, something. Because I feel like a chair is easy to slide off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really set it up. I'm, hi, I have to make some adjustments to yeah. the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to incorporate that as part of your wedding, like the Jewish traditions? Yeah, it's so funny because, uh, you know, the fiance isn't religious, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we said, we're like, well, can we, I was like, can we mix it and can we just like jump the broom onto a glass? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like combine them both just for that like, sounds the fun, fun of it, right? That sounds great. I was like, that'd be a little fun. Um, but 
it doesn't have to be like super religious, but I would totally do it. You know, you yeah. know, I want to be a Jewish wife. Have fun. And what is his? How, what does your family and his family think of you guys getting married? If anything, his parents are really into it. Okay, I know they're like really nice. I was very surprised. You know, I was like, <laughs> are they like just too into it? Like they were trying to get a black person in the family? <laughs> yeah, like you seem too enthused. Uh, gotcha. I have some questions. <laughs> no, they behave like they behave like I'm doing a doing him a favor. <laughs> Like they throw so much shade to their own sons. And it's like, you're so rude. <laughs> like that's like how they be and it'll be time. And um, whereas my mom doesn't she I mean, she barely likes me. So like are we really surprised that she would be kind of lukewarm? Really? Wedding. Even though she's so good at planning stuff and parties and whatnot. I thought she was really gonna swoop in and make this happen. Yeah. And she's like, I ain't got time for that. She <laughs> she's always had that attitude towards you, like with stuff with no. Yeah, like when you say she barely likes you, is that like a like LOL? I mean, I or? mean a little glib, but I do think that um she's critical by nature, and mm. I and I guarantee you half the time she wouldn't even see it. You know what I mean? Like when I because okay. when I do call her out, she'll be like, What? I'm just saying. Yeah. Like she legit said to me at Thanksgiving. She's like, Naomi, I don't mean anything, but like I feel like maybe you sleep too much and don't get enough done. And that was like a straight up statement. But and you have a when comedy I got a, special, and you've written for so many of the best that was television one day, shows. Corinne. <laughs> Get to it. I am not doing enough those other days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was gonna say you're a very accomplished comedian. And how does she know how much you're sleeping anyway? Oh yeah, the situation is that we do kind of live on her property. Uh, she shows that she lives in Jersey, but she comes by. And oh, I call no. her like, yeah, like I call her like my demeaning Urkel, you know, just coming unannounced <laughs> and it's like, did you do that? And you're like, oh, I hate my life. Now, would you, oh, and you can't say shit because it's her thing. It's yeah. her property. I mean, we pay rent, but we definitely pay but, a lower rent. Than, right. You know, and, it kinda, and it started when I got laid off. So Andy and I had our own place for like a year. Then I got laid off and I was like, we got to do it. We got to go back. I can't, we, we can't afford this place anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, the nature of the work we do, it's like, oh, it's, you work it's in a couple fleeting. months and yeah. you're not working. And so it has been helpful to know, okay, worst comes to worst, we're not on the street. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like that's always, I like guess, but then at the same time, it's like, how do you kind of draw a line that says, I know I'm an adult. Don't tell me what I'm doing wrong all the time. Have you ever said that to <laughs> her? Yeah. I try, it's but it's, she really it's hard tongue, she really for her tongue, to listen. She really tongue ties me too. Mm. I get like a petulant child around her, like not a child, I'm a teenager. I realize I'm a yeah. teenager around her. You revert back to that, yeah. Because it's not I even just because as I was a teenager, you know how like when you're a teenager, you're like leave me alone, and like you you kind of keep secrets, yeah, so your parent doesn't know, mm-hmm. and that's how I am. They're not even big things, but I just tend to keep her at a distance because I don't want to hear. We don't want criticism exactly. for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want feedback on the things I'm doing, and I know I'm going to get it, so right. I'm just not going to tell you. Right. Sure. Right. So it's cool. It's fun. <laughs> Is your doing great? Do you have any siblings? <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, and that's extra attention. So you get all of it. Yeah, you get all of the. Yeah. Sheesh. And where's your dad these days? Who girl? Next question. Oh, got it. No. Got it. Only because I live in a world where it's like. Sometimes it's like, do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to guys we fucked at? Like he might. I don't oh, know he his might. ass, but right. he like legit would. Because one time I tweeted something about oh. him. But like not personal. Okay, I'll tell you what it was. Okay. So I have not talked to my father. I, at the at that time, I hadn't talked to him in years. Uh-huh. It was like all very contentious. I get an email. 
it's just from him. But oh. I don't open it. And I'm like, and I go, I'm like, Andy. I'm getting heart palpitations. Parent email. I was like, Andy, my dad's emailing me. I'm not ready. I need you to be with me. Sit next to me while I open it. So finally, I get in a good place to open this. Yeah. It was spam. No. Now, <laughs> as comedians, <laughs> also keep in mind that my dad is Nigerian. So when I get spam from a Nigerian absentee <laughs> father, I have to tweet about it. Okay. It's my yeah, process. It's that my is process. A, that was it. Yeah. I just thought, oh my God, this Nigerian sent me spam. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't. Are you a prince? Do you want me to send you US 3 mil? <laughs> right? Like I was so. Yeah. And so I like tweeted it. And then I don't know, like a week or two later, I get an email from another family member on his side. It's like, Naomi, everyone's very upset. This is very bad. Now, man, I haven't spoken to in like three, four years. I don't think his ass was following me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Did like, he have Twitter? You know, you can just look up somebody. Yeah, that's true. And Pu- I think public he, profile. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh. And so it's like, and I'll sell that because like we've all lived it now. You know, that part. Right. But I'm like, you just never. I was like, oh, all bets are off. Yeah. You know? And then that would make me feel so out of control because it's like, you don't know, like you weren't there. You didn't know my expectations of seeing the email in the first place and then being met right. with, oh, it. Oh, right. that's that's a lighthearted moment in a situation I expected to be not. And so right. like they don't get it. Ugh, and yeah. it was also like I wasn't actually trying. I wasn't trying wasn't to trying take to start a dig shit. at him because I never would have imagined that he would see my Twitter. It was easing right. your own pain yeah. with with a humor. Yeah. And also it's weird to think that he was like checking up on you. Exactly. But not contacting but exactly. you. That was the other thing, too. I was like, oh, um, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had to do a nice long therapy sesh, write a letter, check yeah. it over, really get centered, and then hit send. You know, mm-hmm. did you like, wrote back crazy. to him? Yeah. yeah, I ended up writing, but like way later because I got so, I'm so pissed. I know, and you can't and speak like, to, you like, can't communicate yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I like yeah. waited, and then I was like, okay, and then, uh, and then he wrote back, and we kind of talked, but I was, I realized like, and this is on me. I'm still so angry at him. Yeah. And I learned, I was like, I don't know. Like, because of course the question is like, well, what do you expect this person to say or do? And I was like, oh, I just want you to literally apologize to me every single day for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. That's not really possible. Right. <laughs> That's right. not yeah. sustainable. And so I'm kind of like, okay, I don't know how to be chill about it, but I also can't expect you to do this thing. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Therapy, man. <laughs> you know? That's a helpful tool. What do you actually have a therapist that you go see regularly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couples therapist. You gotta do it. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, can we yeah. talk about that? Oh what couples therapy sounds Wait, fun. What was the reason that you started going? Was it a bad reason or you just decided this is like upkeep for something that I want to last a long time? Well, you know, there were these little things that weren't huge, but I remember when we got engaged, I was like, I'm not getting married unless we try this. Huh. Because oh, that's there great. were little because there were these little things that I just felt like could crop up. You know, it could be my own, you know, I'm anxious and like think stuff. So I'm like, I don't want this to be bad or do yeah. Because but it's also too that we're both creative people and our careers are in different places. Mm. And what it is to okay, we're gonna go forward, we're a unit, but like you're now where you wanna be, or sometimes I feel guilty for my success. Yeah, and that's you know, important to nip in the bud. We, we gotta figure it out. Exactly. I'm like, we gotta figure this out if we're about to make this forever. Yeah. You know, so we had started it. Um, and we found this place, like lovely sliding scale. You got to get that sliding oh, scale. Oh, I, I went to sliding scale for a long time. Yeah, that was very <laughs> oh, helpful. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and the guy we see now, the first woman, she's like, 
is really yogi ex-military, but like Whoa. very calm, but also she ain't got time for your shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. she's like, she's not mean, but she also is like, it's that kind of calm yoga face where it's like, let's breathe, but also I'm from a war-torn country. This isn't a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever right. I'm saying, she's like, you alive? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then she went and had a baby. And bitch. then we've had to, exactly. <laughs> and, then we, and then we got this new guy who's like, super cool he knows like the comedy world he oh nice like, and he also gets Andy's sense of humor because he's like this weirdo and also really into comic books but also really into philosophy and this guy gets it all that's wonderful it's really good so he can give feedback that's even more helpful because exactly. he understands the personality type and what does the therapist uh, suggest about the issue of one person being specifically the woman being where she wants in her career yeah, the guy yeah. not there's a little, that can uh, create asking some turmoil. For a yeah, just asking for someone else. Just wondering what the therapist said to you exactly verbatim. Oh my God. <laughs> he was sort of like, well, I think the idea was, you know, he's really good at kind of saying, he always say this, sorry, he's always like, he's like, you guys are my favorite couple because you actually want to be together. Because the very first session for both of these people, they start, they go, are you guys trying to break up? Or are you trying to stay together? Do you have kids? Do you not? They kind of want to know where you're at, mm, right? Yeah. So they're like, okay, we want to be together. Great. That's the baseline. So now kind of, Keeping that in mind all the time, you know, it's like, well, what is it about being like this discrepancy that's a problem for you? Right. And I know, for instance, for me, I already deal with that, you know, that uh, imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud. Yes. So then it's so easy to then say, well, I, this really isn't fair because he should have this and I shouldn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not really about him, is it? Right. It's yeah. about, right. And so he's like, okay, so because, and then also having times where it's like, well, how do you feel about her having this success? Are you actually jealous or is she making this up? And so then we'll sit in there and he'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, I feel a little jealous, but it's not enough. He's like, I'm happier more than I'm jealous. Right. And so it's like having that room and having that person kind of ask the question yeah, that I wouldn't ask. Because you know what I mean? Because if I'm like, you're je are you jealous of me? I would never ask. Right. It's like way too, in like it's going to start some shit. Yeah. But then if he does it for me, and then I can get the ants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, and also okay. I think too, like within couples, I think it's just like, like with women being jealous with like career stuff or something a little bit, I think is fine because then it fuels you to do better in your own career. Yeah. Step your game. And, up, and I would right. imagine it would be similar for a couple, just a, just a little though, not too <laughs> much. Cause then it's going to get in the way and then you're going to say mean shit and be passive aggressive or I don't know what all these things that could happen. But I would think that that could be good fuel for the other partner to like, do good as well. Yeah. No, I, de I, I definitely think so. I think also what it helps, and I don't know if y'all felt this way before y'all blew up, <laughs> but like, do you, doesn't it feel like before that kind of happens, when you're trying to find your footing, I know for me, like, it would just feel so far away. It was like, how does so this far. happen? You know, you're looking at people and you're like, or, you know, in the comedy community, there was a time where I would turn on TV and I would see somebody from an improv class on a commercial. Yeah. Every fucking time. Yeah. I'd be like, how, how, how? So what you do get when you are living with somebody and you see it is like, it is attainable. I'm watching yeah. this person actually go through the motions and learning what those motions are, mm -hmm. which is super helpful. And you get it? there from hard work and just persistence. And it's, that's exciting to see too, yeah. but you know, well, that's um, exactly what I did with Amy Schumer because Amy Schumer, I met when she, I told her a bunch of times, but I, I love this uh, because she auditioned for my junior year thesis film in college. I oh, went wow. to SVA. Mm -hmm. And so I truly did 
get to watch Amy Schumer become this huge megastar. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, and I didn't feel jealousy. I just was like, yes, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. She did it. I fucking just watched her do it. Yeah. And there was nothing, nothing magical or special that happened. I just watched her like work Pound really hard pavement. and yeah. take all the steps and call manager's offices herself mm-hmm. and email and go to shows and not stop. And I was like, yes, yeah. this, I was like, cause it does feel like something like, oh, this just happens on TV or in movies yeah. Yeah, or yeah. to people that I don't know. But then when it happens to someone you do on that high of a level, yeah. you're yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. And I want to talk about real quick. When time do you have to go? It's 720. Okay. Oh, is that the right time? Okay. I just want to um, talk real quick about so the this type of um, broad with Broad City. Um, the type of like feminism or so, the, the message that Broad City has, like Broad City is one of the first shows that I've ever seen where it's not two women being funny. It's just two fucking people being hilarious. And to yeah. me, to me, they represent such a big part of like what I always thought of or wanted the feminist movement to kind of be is just this be yourself, be supportive, help lift other women up. And as someone who works on the show, like I just wondering what your theory on feminism is or if you thought it has it changed throughout the years or because like they are so refreshingly themselves and yeah. not care. And to me, that's part of what feminism is. It's just being yourself and being a good person just not being a piece of shit (laughs) you know what I mean I mean I agree it's interesting because you know I don't really get so into labels and as someone who grew up you know with a single mother who worked and raised me the idea of women doing stuff and being capable it was always there I was like okay so you do what you gotta do yeah you know um but I think what you know and I would say I'm sure you know Abby and Alana would say yeah would if you ask them, they say, yes, I'm a feminist, but I don't think that that thinking is what informed that show. It right. is, is always like, what do we enjoy? Yeah. You know, cause that's a show. It's a love story. It's about these two yeah. best friends. It's a love. I mean, that's what you're watching. And so it always starts from this place of, you know, what's going to bring us joy to do? What's going to bring us joy to talk about? My favorite thing about Broad City, my favorite moments are just the combos between the two of them. Yeah. There's like my favorite episode is season two finale when they're on St. Mark's so Place good. just trying to get a table. And it's just them talking. Yeah. It's just Lil conversations Wayne. in and out of whatever. <laughs> and I think that it is them being themselves, them being so honest. Yeah. That's another thing too. I mean, and loving each other so much. Their friendship is beautiful. Oh, truly, truly the uh, deepest love yeah. any of us could ever hope to experience. Um, but it is, I think, you know, the same thing I think people respond to with y'all is just, I think when you are honest, when you own who you are, the world has to kind of get on board or get out of the way. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that in and of itself, then I think people are like, well, so then if you're saying get on board or get out of the way, you are strong. And then if you're a woman and you're doing it, then you're a feminist. You yeah, it's I mean? so funny because I didn't call myself a feminist before this podcast. People started calling us that. And 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 then I just started doing my research and looking into it beyond what I had already known feminism to be. And I'm like, okay. So it is so but sometimes I uh, I do get caught of like, you know we should say we're feminists all the time and stuff, but that label (laughs) thing does make me feel a little odd because I don't want to like put myself on this holy high grail of, I don't even know because I see, I know Abby and Alana don't do that. And I love that about them. And that's why I think I'm doing what people did to us. But like, that's why to me, I hold them on this feminist pedestal (laughs) because they're just so little fucks and so unapologetically themselves. Yeah. They're just being silly and having a good time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I love it. I know. And that to me is like, but I feel like that's weird to say. 
Well, I don't know. Like that to me is there's, feminism. There's yeah. too many rules about what feminism is and what it isn't, yeah. and too much infighting, which I experienced yeah. firsthand today. We'll talk. Well, that's like I mean, today. that's like the problem with like I mean, even now, you know, people dealing with the political stuff, and I think that can that can be what that infighting and that sense of um, it's like right now we're dealing with kind of a larger enemy, like mm-hmm. a bigger issue right now than you know, mistakenly using the wrong pronoun, you know, and not, the, and not that you shouldn't get it right. Yeah. I just think that, you know, if you accidentally not perfect, yeah, your intentions are not ill will, then we got to be patient yeah. instead mm-hmm. of like fighting about it or like firing people because they made a joke about a child. <laughs> I you know I'm no. that's <laughs> not oh, my good God. The issue. Or yeah. the battle to fight. I, I'm like, there are a lot of people fighting these battles that I and I see them and it happened to Karen earlier today. Someone who called her out on Facebook for a reason that I was just honestly blew my mind that in these little tiny fights are are boggle my mind because that's what that's this and then it makes this tumbleweed of shit that's happening and now everyone's getting angry at what's happening in this tumbleweed but the issues are over there it's like a distraction right. exactly yeah. wait so what happened i'm like oh we'll talk about it off air i don't want to give anyone okay, any okay. more credit go, 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 than yeah go, 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 go. or publicity smart, than they where, where can we find you naomi and and see you please for the love of god if you're in a city that she's performing at go see her oh my god bless your hearts well you guys you know <laughs> my comedy central half hour you can find it on comedy central on the their app on Hulu. Yeah. Um, and Twitter at Blacktress, spelled exactly the way you think it's spelled. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, holler at me on the interwebs, guys. You know, I'll keep you up to speed on the shows. I'm tweeting about them. I'm reading yes. about them. There <laughs> is a touch see of her. activism, but don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, thank you so <laughs> thank much. You, uh, thank you. This has been Guys We Fucked, the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Stop. episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's 
com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.